Welcome back. Welcome back to Changing the Times. I'm your host, Josh Daishi, alongside my colleague, David Ulek. Spencer Grossinger will be joining us momentarily. David, last week we talked about Groundhog Day, and we kept saying the Pittsburgh Steelers continued to win and stay undefeated. That's no longer the case. However, the Cleveland Browns, we mentioned, were still on a roll. And for the first time this year, they beat a team with a winning record. And then how can we're speaking about Groundhog Day. The Jets continue to find new ways to lose. David, where do you want to begin? Um, I think um, for, for me, I know it's it, it doesn't implicate anything other than the draft, but the, the, the Jets game is just absolutely comical. I mean, I was I was watching the game live. I watched it live. We get locally here in New York. The Giants were on top four, whatever. My mom and dad, who don't watch football too much, watching it, were like, wow, Jets are going to win. Jets are going to win. And then out of nowhere, you just watch the Jets with 13 seconds to go, go all out blitz <laughs> from like the 40, whatever, like almost 50 yards out. And, you know, they get burnt deep on all out blitz press coverage. I, I just, it, it really makes you believe in these conspiracy theories. You know, they got something from up top to, to lose. I mean, uh, you saw the stat I sent maybe the other day in our group chat. It was like 252 similar situations, 13 or less seconds to go in the game, down four to eight points over the last 15 years. The Jets in that play were the only team to, to blitz six men or more. It's just absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable what happened. For me, that's my biggest takeaway. How they blew that game. Spencer, thanks for getting up such a, such a late hour this morning, uh, this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. What were your thoughts on week 13? Yeah, I was actually up initially, but then, you know, kind of went back to sleep. And it's just been, it's been a little bit tough just trying to get everything set up this week. It's a hectic week. But in terms of um, week 13, it's, it's just shifting of, of narratives in the NFL. It's the game in Tennessee, the Browns. It's uh, and we're going to talk a lot about this. It's upsets of the NFC East teams. Are they a big deal? Are they not? And just excited to talk about all of this topic. So, so a quick question, Spencer. Since um, you were in the production meetings, you know exactly what we're going to talk a lot about. I, I do. I'm actually prepped. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. So I let's let's throw this out there, guys. The bigger story. Speaking of the NFC East, what's the bigger story? The New York Giants defeating Seattle. Uh, with Colt McCoy at the helm, or Alex Smith and the Washington football team defeating then the then undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, for, for, for me, I think it's the Giants. I mean, Colt McCoy, even though the, I, I think Spencer and I talked about this off air a little bit, I don't think that Daniel Jones's play has been of such that the Giants really needed him in this game desperately beyond belief. Even though Colt McCoy wasn't great, the game plan didn't change a ton. You know, just protect the football, rely on your defense. But, you know, I think the idea that the Giants can go into Seattle, you know, win a game like that, even though there's no fans, really kind of shows that the Giants are on the right trajectory. And for me personally, I think that the Steelers have been the last couple of weeks kind of showing 
some cracks in their shield and kind of been this team that all year you're kind of waiting for them to screw up and they just have it. And now they did. So maybe that's my opinion. What do you think Spencer? Yeah. Uh, well, first, you know, Washington beat, beating the Steelers is certainly an accomplishment. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I look at, I look at this giants team and Colt McCoy, what, what he literally couldn't, they, the giants couldn't get a first down and they just kept on punting it back to Russell Wilson and that Seahawks offense, I mean, you have the best receiver in the NFL and probably the second best quarterback maybe in the league or a top three quarterback. And the Giants, every single time, answer the bell. And the Giants are a legitimate defense. And you knew that Ron Rivera, he, he's not an elite coach, but he's a decent coach. You didn't know about Joe Judge and this Giants staff. You didn't know about Dave Gettleman's future. And that Giants win just went so far. Um, yeah, I'm really impressed by the Giants. Yes, I'm a Giants fan, but I'm just super excited to see this team even play Kyler Murray. And I, I think it's legit. The Giants are a legit team right now. Coach, what do you think? You know, I think the Giants are starting to be impressive. I think I would agree with you, David. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have been on a downward slide. I think what Alex Smith, though, coming in and, you know, uh, coming back from the injury, and really taking this team, they, the Washington football team is not a bad team. Good receiver in Terry McLaurin, you know. Uh, Gibson's become a solid running back. They have a solid defense. I, I like them. I really do. I think, you know, um, they're probably going to hurt themselves by winning games because they might be falling out of a quarterback that they may be engaged in or looking at come, uh, come April. Well, let's so, talk yeah. about that, Coach, because I was actually thinking about that. Washington should try to trade trade up in the draft. Maybe even you'd maybe even have to give up like a great receiver like McLaurin. But the perfect scenario, coach, is that you could take a project quarterback, like maybe Trey Lance of North Dakota State, or you, you could take a project and guess what? The Mahomes thing worked with Alex Smith. Okay. So that should happen next year, right? It could. It could. It's not a bad idea, Spencer. How young is Alex is play? I think they should draft the quarterback. Alex is actually only like 32 years old, but I don't know how much longer he can play at this level. Uh, Alex is 37. 37, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, big difference there. My fault. My yeah, okay. He got drafted into the league the same year as Aaron Rodgers. This seems younger. Yeah. Okay, all right. Bigger story. The 9-3 and three Cleveland Browns or the 8-4 and four Miami Dolphins. David, what's your thoughts? Who's the, who's the bigger story this year? For, for, for me, honestly, and this is actually taking nothing away from the Browns because I, I have been pretty impressed by them. It's eight and four Dolphins. I mean, just the idea that this one's kind of come a little bit out of, a little bit out of nowhere. Last year, you could have even seen the Browns. At, the Browns last year were like the fifth favorite going into the, into the 2008. 19th season to win the Super Bowl. They were the fifth favorite. So last year they underachieved completely. That's that's nothing to do with them this year. This year they're playing up to snuff. They're playing a little bit, playing better. Their schedule is historically weak. You know, nine and three is not that crazy. They, and they've been playing very well, might I add. They're not, that's not taking nothing away from the Browns. The Dolphins, this is, they were on a little bit of an upward trend last year, but at the same time, they picked five overall. You know, you, you pick the quarterback that, you know, has been good but hasn't been great. And it's not like his phenomenal play is the reason why they're 8-4. and four. 
So, yeah, I'd say that the Dolphins, you know, definitely kind of putting this together a little bit of a harder schedule. Definitely a little bit more surprising, in my opinion, even though the Browns have been very good. Spencer, you know, I, I disagree severely with that. How do you severely disagree with it, Spencer? It's Historically terrible schedule. Okay. Well, first off, you act like the Dolphins are going for murderer's row. Okay. The Dolphins I'm just saying that the, the Browns Dolphins have a historically bad schedule. The Dolphins played the Jets twice. They, okay. played, they played Cincinnati with a backup quarterback this week. They went to San Francisco, which is not impressive at all. And even when Ryan Fitzpatrick was winning these games, you mentioned how terrible the schedule was. Last yep. year, you totally saw the writing on the wall. They went to New England in the last week of the season and beat down the Patriots. Flores is a legit coach. You had no idea about Stefanski. The Browns last year showed nothing. Vegas liked them because of all their receivers, but they were like the dream team Eagles. And you fought Baker Mayfield the first week the Ravens beat the Browns by 50. You fought Baker was absolutely horrible. And, I just and Baker has been horrible this year, Spencer. He's, he's still not that good. I'm not that impressed by – around the, 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 the 15th the Dolphins are not as impressive as the Browns. Coach, I actually think the Browns can beat the Dolphins. What do you think? I think you're taking the story out of context, Spencer. No, I mean, but the Dolphins, Cleveland. Spencer, your, your comment right there shows you have no idea what the question actually was. The question no, what's more surprising? It's the Browns making I just said the Browns are better. It's the Browns making the playoffs. The Dolphins, it's not that surprising. I, I would disagree. I would think this. I would think Miami's with a freshman quarterback with – a team that, you know, basically went through a entire entire rebuild. I would think that they're more impressive. I think the pieces have been around Cleveland uh, with Jarvis Landry. They have a good offensive line that they put together. Baker Mayfield's a season, and let's not forget, guys, they have a great running back combination in Hunt and Chubb. So they've been together for a while. For what they're doing, Spencer, I would disagree with you. I think the the biggest surprise this year is the Miami Dolphins. Do you right, think well, John Dorsey will get another job, the GM that got fired last year? Sure. I don't really care, though. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Bigger story to wrap it up. Former defensive coordinator, David, you touched on this earlier, former defensive coordinator of the New York Jets, uh, goes with an all-out blitz and was on the last play of the game and the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek quarterback, Derek Carr, completes a 46-yarder to the speedster, Henry Rugg. Everybody knew in the draft, Henry Rugg was the fastest guy in the draft. For him to go on, so, so the question is, what's a bigger story? Him doing that on the last play when they're up 28-24 or him getting fired Monday morning? David? Um, I, I still think, I mean, yeah, getting fired – yeah, I, I think getting fired just goes with the whole idea, the big story of the peculiar cause, as I said earlier. The first time in that type of a situation in the last 15 years, the team has gone with six-man blitz, where really it was a it was a seven-man blitz, and it was a delayed with eight. There was nothing in the back. It was one-on-one, -on -one, three-receiver route, and there was only three defensive backs if you watch the play. It's bizarre. So, yeah, the, the, just the play call is utterly bizarre. Spencer. Yeah. Now that David just said that, I, I think that he was maybe even trying to get fired or awesome. maybe, maybe, maybe there's a conspiracy. Well, I still think the Jets wanted to win the game because of how like because of how hard they kind of played or because they even took the lead. Do you think that, that that there's a possibility that 
there were some people in the organization that were purposefully trying to lose like Greg Williams or, or like, do you think that's true? No, I think Greg Williams, from what everyone says, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and does whatever he wants. And a lot of times this happens with ego. So I think his ego got the best of him. I think he felt that he could raise hell and come right at Derek Carr and his guys could get him. That's what I think personally. And I think you know there, what? He probably was just he probably forgot the situation, honestly. Like No, you then then you deserve to be fired for not for being that stupid on the last play. You forgot the situation. Forgot the situation. Greg loves to bring the house, but he wasn't expecting to lose because I don't know. He just wasn't expecting to lose the game on a Hail Mary like that. I don't know. First of all, he's an idiot then because everybody else would play would bring three and drop eight. All right. Greg Williams deserves to be fired. It's, I, it's 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 disgusting. Uh, I'm glad he got fired. All right, because you, you over stupid. one play, I think the head coach deserves to get fired. Oh, but gonna He's get going to be fired. Don't yeah. worry. Don't so, worry. Okay. All right. Hey, it's one good. play, but yeah, of course. Who cares? They're owing whatever. So. Okay. Brader future with their current team: Jalen Hurts, new starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, or Nick Mullins with San Francisco. David, you fire first. Um, with the current team, definitely Jalen Hurts. I mean, I just don't see Nick Mullins having this big, big and bad, bright future with San Francisco one way or the other. So regardless of whether you think, you know, Jalen Hurts is a great player or not, I just ha- I would just have to say Hurts is the answer in this question. I think he showed a little bit of pop this weekend. You know, it'll be interesting to see what he brings. I think he's the ultimate leader. He'll bring great leadership quality even as a, as a rookie right into that huddle. Seems like something that the Eagles are missing right now. What happens come week 15, 16, 17 even, or this offseason with Jalen Hurts? I don't know, but they invested a second-round pick into him. I can tell you he's going to be there. I don't know that Nick Mullins is really going to be with the 49ers past this year. Spencer? Yeah, I agree. Um I, I don't think that Nick is – I think Nick's a, an all-right backup. He'll, he's a perfect backup. He's a great kid. He's smart. Where's he, he from? He's from Southern Miss. Great kid. Do you remember that Brett Favre um, tutored Nick Mullins, actually? Well, he's from, like, Hoover, went to Southern Miss. But, yeah, he's a good guy. He has, like – you know, his arm strength is just not good enough. You saw that kind of on the final drive, but – he can function for you in a couple of games. Jalen Hurts has a chance to actually be a starting quarterback for a couple of years. He needs to hold off the dogs, though. He needs to play well enough so that the Eagles don't go back to Wentz. And if Hurts has one bad half, maybe Doug goes back to Wentz. And I've uh-huh. seen this crazy thing kind of happen in, in with quarterback situations. But Jalen absolutely has a shot. Even though Nick Mullins is – the San Francisco 49ers leader in terms of passing per game right now. All right. So that's interesting. All right. I will go to the next topic. The next one, the New York Giants current running back, Wayne Gettleman, Wayne Gettleman, who rushed for 135 yards and 16 carries and has five touchdowns or the second overall pick a couple of years ago, uh, Saquon Barkley, who was out with an ACL injury as the season ended very early this season. Who has the big, who has the brighter future with the New York Giants? Spencer, you go. I actually, the the 90, a lot of people, probably 90% of the public would say it's Saquon Barkley. But I'm going to hold out judgment because I think this Giants team, if they start winning in the playoffs, it could be a little bit like a Nick Foles situation with Wayne Gallman. 
Wayne is just really special. Saquon Barkley, the thing about him is he's an unbelievable running back. He's a, he's a good person. He does have a lot of fans like outside of the New York Giants. So he brings in a lot of different, um, you know, just average casual fans, a lot of noise that is not productive. But Wayne Gallman hits the holes more than Saquon. Saquon's a little too finesse in the backfield. And I think Wayne is a really good fit. Now, Saquon could learn to just be more aggressive, but it depends how far the Giants go. I think this Giants scheme can really advance far in the playoffs with Wayne Gallman. And if that means going to a championship or something really special, Saquon can be expendable in the offseason. Because I, I love Wayne Gallman. David? Uh, I, I think if Saquon's on any team, you know, Saquon will start over Wayne Gallman. I think even this year where Saquon's struggles were, I would agree that he dances around. But this year when he was struggling – he just wasn't even allowed to get off the ground. Remember the two games that he did play in Pittsburgh? They were flying around all night. There was no, there wasn't a hole to be had. And you're playing against the Chicago Bears, whose run defense is the strongest point of the team. I don't see say I don't see Wayne Gallman ever holding Saquon Barkley off in any competition. But maybe they trade him. I don't see that happening. But who knows? But the whole narrative of the Giants have ruined Saquon's career and all these fans that aren't Giants fans complaining about Saquon. I think injuries have ruined his career so far, not 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 Saquon or anything else. I think injuries are just derailing. It's it. annoying to have bandwagoners say, oh, the Giants are ruining Saquon. No. And, and Wayne is perfect. Wayne doesn't bring in all those fans. That Wayne's are. also in a contract year. Okay, all right, next one. Bigger, uh, bigger, brighter future with the current team. Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker T.J. Watt, who is having a monster year with 12 sacks and one interception, or his brother J.J. Watt, who has been injury riddled and will be a free agent at the end of next season. Who's gonna? Be, who has the brighter future with the current team? I'll tell you what I think should happen. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers should trade for J.J. Watt and unite the Watt brothers together. But TJ TJ's absolutely fantastic. JJ had his moment. JJ's a Hall of Fame player. But missed I like I like JJ Watt being in Pittsburgh and maybe being an elite player in Pittsburgh for for a long time. David. I I, I would agree. Just I mean, I think TJ Watt's just younger, this, that, the other thing. And also who knows if JJ's even gonna be on the team next year. So you know, that definitely JJ Watt will have the bigger legacy, but TJ Watt's playing great right now for the the Steelers. All right, one more. First overall pick, Baker Mayfield with the Cleveland Browns, or Josh Allen, who was taken in the same draft with the Buffalo Bills. Who's got the brighter future with our current hey, team? You go first. Um even though Baker has improved some, I still think it's Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen, you go back. Josh Allen was the guy I liked the most in that draft. And last year I was eating my words a little bit with Lamar Jackson. But, you know, Josh Allen seems to be, you know, just the prototypical everything for that franchise. He, he lifts the Browns in moments of need compared to Baker, where it's still, you know, Baker, Baker is playing better, but still playing around the 14th or 15th best quarterback this year level. That's kind of where his QBR is, his quarterback ratings are. That's just where the pure the pure numbers are. So, you know, I think Baker is on the right direction. I think he's, he's definitely playing well, but Josh Allen's playing at a special level and, you know, borderline MVP on the outside of it, like a top five quarterback level. Spencer? 
I would I would agree with uh, Josh Allen, but the one thing is Baker Mayfield if he takes if he takes the sacrifice of a contract of being paid like a middle tier quarterback, which you won't. might win more than Josh Allen. So Baker Mayfield has the ability to win in the biggest moments. And if, and if he has the team around him, cause Cleveland has that talent, I mean, Baker could end up being a bigger winner and that's what you're going to remember. But can, can I ask you a question. Where did you come the, up with that comment of he has the ability to win in the biggest moments? Where does that stem from? Hasn't won a playoff game, correct? Big 12 championship. Yeah, so let's talk about the college football playoff, but yeah, keep on going. Um, Lake Travis High School. Those well, are yeah, yeah, I think all okay. quarterbacks. Never mind, <laughs> never mind, never mind. That's over. I think all quarterbacks. What, what I was getting at is most of these quarterbacks that we all refer to in the NFL have won big moments in high school. All right, all right. So all right. I guess you're right. He won more than, than Josh, but yeah. All, all right. I'll, but I'll still – Josh is a better player than Baker Okay. All right. So here we go. Let's let's talk about stat of the week. All right. This one this one just came up. Okay. This receiver has more yards than AJ Brown, more receiver, more receptions than DK Metcalf, more yards per reception than DeAndre Hopkins, and more touchdowns than Julio Jones. And he also has more 100 yard games than Tyreek Hill. David, do you have any idea who I'm talking about? Devontae Adams. No. Spencer. Michael Thomas. No. Cole Beasley. What? I can show it to you right here. I'll that's send it to you. That's, a, that's an obscure one, but sure. Wait, in the career? No, this season, Spencer. Listen to the question. Sometimes you have to listen to the entire question. All right. I don't think you said this year. We're going to go back and review, rewind that tape. Spencer, you don't listen to half the questions. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, so here I get another one for you. All right. I, I've, got, I've, I've got one for you. This one's for you, Spencer. 2018, coach of the year and runner-up. Matt Nagy. Who, who's the runner-up? Doug Peterson. Nope. I said the exact same thing. Wait, 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 wait. Keep wait, Googling. Wait, wait. Keep Googling. Keep Googling. Anthony Lynn. <sighs> you got it? It's Anthony Lynn. Tells you about where, and when you think about where the hot seat is today, Spencer, it shows you how much of a BS award the coach of the year really can be. Wait, wait, but what did the Chargers even do in 2018? They did enough. It was probably I'm his first year. Think, oh, did they even make the play? Oh, yes, they did. They lost to the Patriots in the um, in the divisional round, actually. Then they, got, then they got smoked. All right, here's one. Okay, this receiver. Eclipsed 1,000 yards in his first 12 games and only joins four other receivers to do so. Spencer, who am I talking about? Uh, first 12 games of his career, or first 12 games, first 12 games of his career, first 12 games of the season for this for this year. His first 12 games. Yes. Yes, it is the receiver. Um, oh, Justin Jefferson. Yes. All right. Good. All right, that's the other way. David, let's go to full throttle and pump the or pump the brakes. A lot of pressure. All right, Spencer has ta- Spencer has New Orleans Saints interim quarterback Taysom Hill, who is three and zero, done enough to establish himself as the permanent replacement for Drew Brees. Big pump the brakes. 
huge pump the brakes, even reverse the car. I think that <laughs> I'm not I'm not in favor of Taysom Hill. I think he's done. He's made a couple of throws in these games. He's never really been, even dating back to college, we just joked about college. He's never been a really good thrower of the ball. He, he's the ultimate gadget guy. So I think that Taysom Hill is, uh, is he, he's, he'll be an all right quarterback. He will be with the Saints, but he's not the long-term fix. All right, David, are the Pittsburgh Steelers the odds-on favorite to get to the AFC championship game? Oof. No. I, I, I just don't – I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. I think that they're – obviously the Chiefs are the favorite to get there and then with them. I would say they are my favorite, but I don't know if they're odds on, you know. All right. Last one. Has Carson Wentz seen his best days in Philadelphia, and will he be traded in the offseason? No, um, I don't think he'll be traded in the offseason. I think the his best days are behind him, it seems like, in Philadelphia. I would go full throttle on that. Will he be traded in the offseason? I don't think so. I think the idea of trading someone at $33.6 million, million over two years of dead cap money completely. So each year of $33 million on your dead cap, I think that they'll just hold him. Spencer? Uh, I think I'm going full throttle. You think they're, they're, they're getting rid of him? Yes. And he's seen his best days. Now that Jalen Hurts, I, I mean, unless a miracle of Hurts struggling for once to get back. But, so, but you think you think that the, what's it called, the Eagles will eat that money? And what? And train no, him? Yes, because yeah. that's full throttle. You're, you're saying they're training him. I think so. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fair. Okay. All right, David, let's jump into another segment called Hot Seat. All right. These four coaches, Matt Nagy, another loss at the end of the game. Anthony Lynn got blown out by the New England Patriots. Two coaches of the year. <laughs> two, yeah, back in 2018. Wow. Vic Vangio, I think his team looks worse and worse every, every week. And Doug Peterson, who I think gets his butt kicked by the media and just looks broken. Have they solidified the pink slip at the end of the month? I think um, Fangio and um, I think Fangio and Peterson have not 100% solidified it, even though I think they are trending that direction. I think Nagy last week, especially in the way that they lost the game, you know, ensured that he's going to get the pink slip unless they like go four and zero on this next stretch here. And, and then I think Anthony Lynn's a dead man walking. Spencer. I think Anthony Lynn is absolutely dead. I mean, when you lose 45 to nothing and, like, Cam throws for, like, 68 yards, you've certainly earned that pink slip. The narrative around Matt Nagy, just the the toxic nature of of Bears fans and of uh, the way that they're losing, kind of like Dan Quinn, completely agree. I think Fangio, this defense is playing a little bit better, though. They only lost the Chiefs by three. So I'm not the biggest Fangio guy, but at the same time, I think that the, that the, that the Broncos did decently this week. And with Doug, he's clearly – I'd say that there's 50-50 on Doug too. So I kind of am in a similar uh, position. All right, here we go. David, it's time to show some damn respect. Man. I want my damn respect too. Woo! So Spencer – 
The Cleveland Browns are 9-3 and three and are very much alive in the playoff picture. Your boy Baker Mayfield went off on Sunday. Do you believe David should show the Cleveland Browns and Baker a little bit of love and some damn respect? Yeah, I absolutely do. Because he's been saying Baker might not be the guy in, in Cleveland earlier in the season. And now, Baker Mayfield, I mean, this Browns team can make some serious noise in, in the postseason. Baker with four touchdowns in the, in the first half. I mean, he's resur- he's helped resurrect a dead franchise. All right. I'll, I'll put it this way. I think that the team around him is very good. You know, I think um, – are you, are you dreaming about him, David? No, no, no one's dreaming about Baker Mayfield. But the, the reality is, is that the I would be all in on the Cleveland Browns if it wasn't for the fact that we have seen Baker Mayfield's act before. His act is in big games in the NFL in his history so far has been he he just goes into hiding and runs and crawls like, you know, there's nothing happens. And then the next week he'll pound out, you know, a great game against a bad team. Even this last week he – had a great game against the Titans, but you know, against the true elites of the NFL, he's been absolutely awful. So I think that your only question with the Cleveland Browns is, is Baker Mayfield. I think you give the Browns a bunch of respect because they are, they're running the ball. Great. The defense is great. And last week, Baker Mayfield came out and he played great. But that being said, you know, he's still outside the top 10 in quarterback play this year for a team that's, you know, probably ranks in the, you know, as far as wins and all that, like what, sure. two, like, like four, you know, okay. not how many teams have nine wins. So, right. you know, I think Baker Mayfield is what holds them back. And I mean, we can, you can live in denial about it all you want. He is the piece that you would say right now seems to be missing. Okay. Seems to hold them back. I, you show me any other part of the team that would hold them back. Well, I think that they're. I, I, well, I think that their defense is is not as good as you're making it out to be. I mean, even in the second half, they let up a lot of points in the second. I'm just half. saying he's outside the top ten in every quarterback oh. metric. Okay. And All right. I also think that with the weapons, he makes them really go. And I actually think they have great weapons around him. I've been yes. saying he's better than Lamar Jackson, and I think we're going to see that on Monday night. And but but by, by the way, um, <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to that. All right. All right. So let's uh, one more, David. Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley, maybe the best receiving team, uh, tandem. And by, 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 by the way, just real quick, the, the Browns are the only, are probably the only team that's 9-3 and three in the history of the NFL that has a negative point differential. Well, that says that, Spencer. Um, all right, so giving back, uh, the Buffalo Bills have a great receiving tandem and Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley, as mentioned. They're 9-3. and three. David, are they a legitimate threat in the AFC to make a run? In what's becoming, you know, it looks like it's it's a clustered AFC right now. Uh, obviously, you have Patrick Mahomes and he and Kansas City. We don't even touch on them because they're that, that much. They're that, in my opinion, they're the elite of the NFL, and everybody else is just chasing them. But should we give them some damn respect? I mean, nine and three. I mean, the same thing as the Browns. I mean, I'm giving them more respect, and you know, it's kind of one of the things I've realized about the NFL here. You know, is that. It doesn't seem like it's like the old days where you had like four or five teams that really you could just like point to like, hey, that's a team that can go win a Super Bowl. It's like I look at the NFL this year and I, I literally point to one team. It's yeah. like the Kansas City Chiefs and then like everyone else, like, yeah, the, the Saints are good. 
Sure. The Packers, you have made – I still have questions after maybe last year when they go into San Francisco and just get run off the field and you all wonder how good are they really. Okay. I just look at it. It's like, it's like one team in my mind. So I'm trying, starting to come to this like realization. I was going to say that even about the Browns, it's like, you know, maybe it's just a bunch of good teams that – and there is no true elites in the NFL. So maybe, yeah, they, they, you have to give them their respect. All right. So let's the, Brown, uh, the Browns, the Bills. Let's wrap up with our last segment. Spencer, you want to you agree with it? Good. All right, so let's wrap up with our last segment, okay? Our pick six. Uh, guest coach Vince Malarchi went five and one. Uh, last week he took place instead of the coin. And uh, we got Spencer, you went three and three. David rattled off being three and three, but it's still a 52 and 26 overall record. Spencer, you climbed to 41 and 37. I'm at 47 and 31. I went uh, five and one. So let's get started with our pick six. David, you. You want me to do the announcing? I can do this. I uh, we, uh, you, you, we'll, 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 we'll go back to the same format we had a couple of weeks ago. So you you pick the game and we'll we'll rotate. Okay, so I will go with the uh, Patriots, the Thursday night game, Patriots six and six against the uh, L.A. Rams. We'll start off with Spencer G. Fire away. And it's tough. This is a good one to pick again. This is the one I hope we didn't pick. But I'll go with I'll go with the Rams in a close game. Uh, David, go ahead. I, I will. I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here. I'm just going to go back to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Even though it's not the same Tom Brady, but Tom Brady didn't really score any touchdowns that game. Something tells me that Belichick has it out for McVay and his offense. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Okay. Well. Uh... As much as I like that mindset, I just think I think McVay gets them. Uh, so I went I went with the Rams. Very fair. Um, they're home. Like they're, they're they're winning. Game coach will split on that game anyway. What do you want to go with the uh, you want to go with the David and the Patriots? No, no, no. We're good. Okay. We're good. <laughs> I, I can help you out. I can erase it. It's no big deal. I get I can scratch it. You no, know? no. We have some surprises. Maybe I think. Okay, we got the uh, Colts versus the Raiders. David, you want to go first? Uh, Colts versus Raiders. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders at home. I guess I'm going now? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Then I, I will also second that motion. I, oh, I will. no. No. Coach, coach again. Took my – because I think, I think everybody's sleeping on the Raiders because they say – Ah, uh, they 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 barely beat the Jets. This team's terrible. The Falcons beat them, and and everybody's respecting the Colts because the Colts have won a few games. But the Ra- I think the Raiders can crush Indianapolis, and I think it's like a huge bounce back. So I completely agree. I think I think the Raiders are a good home team. I think the Raiders are a great pick this week. And, I, and also, I think um, even if it's COVID times, Vegas is Vegas, and it's um. Are the it's Raiders a hard place to play a road game? Are they dogs at home? The, the two and a half dogs at home. Oh, that's a perfect. That's a great bet. The public is really sleeping on the Raiders. Okay. All right. So now we're going to go this one. Arizona versus the New York Giants. Coach, you kick us off here. All right. As much as, you know, everyone's sipping the uh, Joe Judge uh, Kool-Aid. Okay. Unless, unless the if this happens, then I've gone and understand something. Arizona has screwed me the last four times I've picked <laughs> They've screwed me big time. All right. Ever since they threw that uh, end of the game, Kyler to DeAndre Hopkins, Magic, they have screwed me. I am very 
unsure about leaning because there's a big part of me that's saying the New York Giants are, are really for real. However, I'm going to ride out Arizona one more time. I really am. I just, I, I mean, if they, if, if they end up screwing me this week, they're done. They're like, they're like, they're like the ex-girlfriend, David, you just keep going back to, you know, like, Oh, she, she called you again. She texted you late at night. What's going on there. Hey. Uh, yeah. All right. So if they do it, I'm, I'm erasing them from my phone book. Right, Spencer. Spencer you're I, love the, I love the Giants in this game. I think the Giants can keep, especially if the weather gets that gets gets a little bit colder. And I think Arizona is a soft team. They're a September team, and and the Giants are not. David, I'm going I'm, I'm to take the Giants. Okay, respectable, and understandable. All right, uh, here's an interesting game. Uh, Spencer, you kick us off. Uh, the Falcons versus the Chargers. At, at LA, right? In LA. In LA. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I could always get screwed here, but I'm, I'm actually just going to go with the I'm just going to go with I'm not going to overthink it. If team lost 45 to nothing, I think the Chargers are dead. I'll go. With, I'll go with the Falcons. Same here. Yeah, me too. That's just too hard not to take them, you know? one game. Spencer, I don't mean to do this. I'm but just guess what? To... We have to pick like who's going to win, right? Hmm. We, have we have to put to on a with... show for America. America. All right, here we go. Interesting games. Uh, uh, David, this is you. Um, Steelers versus uh, Buffalo. Does, does Pittsburgh bounce back or does Buffalo keep the train running? Steelers versus Buffalo. Um, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Bills here. All right, Spencey. All right, maybe. Well, coach, actually, it's I'm, you, Coach. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Coach is that, up. Yeah, that's correct. I apologize. You're always up. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. Oh, Jesus. You know what? The wheels have really been coming off the Steelers. I'm going Buffalo. All right, all right. I'll be the solo one to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Final <laughs> game, and Spencer. I, I think we've only picked. Four, coach. One, two, three, okay. four. I got five, David. I got the Rams and, and uh, Patriots. I've got Arizona and New York. I've got the Falcons. I've got the uh, Raiders, the Colts, and Buffalo. And then okay. five. So this is the final game? Yes. Oh, they're all so great. And this is the Ravens versus Cleveland. So Who's kicking it, who's kicking it off? Well, I already said it. I'm taking the Browns. Okay. Spencer Browns. All right. Um Jesus, this is a pain. Co- coach is kicking it off. Yeah, I know. This is where like uh can uh... You know what? I'll go Ravens. I will go Ravens. All right, all right, all right. David? Uh, I'll I'll go Ravens also. If the the Browns win this week, this will be the major step forward for them that they've been lacking, so you know, they win this week, and I'll just I'll, – I'll see it, you know? All right, guys. Listen, it was a great show, as always. It's fast 40 minutes. Um, I gotta get Fastest back. 40 minutes in sports. Yeah. Spencer, thanks for waking up in time. Yeah, for one I, mean, show. I mean, it wasn't easy to get up at noon and – The adversity. But last yeah. night, I was I was ready, too, so. All right. Well, listen, David, why don't you tell us uh, where we can hear this? And uh, well, we, can, we can hear this on – Google Play, Apple iTunes Store, Anchor, Spotify, and also 
weekly listen to our plugs, our advertising that we pay for on Rover Sports into his live shows. We really appreciate all the sponsor dollars that we put into it. You know, and thank you. Until next time, this is Changing of the Times. <laughs>